I'm going to be completely honest here. I finally convinced Assistant City Manager Jeff Kirsten to sit down with me to record something for this podcast, and he did it without too much of a fight. We talked for a really long time because he's been with the city for a really long time, like 27 years, mostly helping the city plan and manage its annual budgets and manage our debt and bond ratings and things like that. But we had that talk two months ago. Two months! I don't even have a great excuse Because Jeff is a super guy. And I say that in spite of our recording time starting out like this. It's going to be extremely informal, so we're just going to kind of... How long is this going to take? Uh, (laughs) I get that question a lot, and not even just in the context of this. Do you need to be out of here at a certain time? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So, welcome to this edition of the City of College Station podcast. I am now the emotionally wounded communications director, Jay Sokol. And in spite of that jab, I think you'll enjoy hearing from our resident historian, Jeff Kirsten. Okay, so let's go, let's go way back and talk about when you first uh, came into the City of College Station organization. Give me the year and give me the job. Sure, 1988 came into the city as a lifeguard um, when I was attending Texas A&M University. I had previously lifeguarded in, in my summers going to high school and, and such and, um, and uh, needed a summer job. I was staying in town for summer school classes that year for the first time and um, applied for a lifeguard position with the city of College Station. And never left. And never left. Uh, have have you really been with College Station all that time, or did, was there ever any break in there? I think I've been getting a paycheck from the city every two weeks since 1988. Wow. That's a record, I would think, at least within I, the organization. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Unless there's some firefighter or a public works employee. Somewhere. I think there may be a few who have uh, probably been here a little bit longer than that. So where are you from originally? Uh, down in South Texas, down the Rio Grande Valley. I went to Donna High School. Um uh, in in the Rio Grande Valley. What's the mascot for Donna High School? Uh, the Donna Redskins. Okay. Are they the, are they still the Redskins? They absolutely are. Donna Redskins. All right. And you came here to study what? Uh, I came here and got a degree in political science, and then got a master's in public administration. So how did you become the the chief bean counter after that? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Went from uh, lifeguarding to being the chief financial officer, and now you are assistant city manager. So how how did that happen? Um, after getting my undergraduate degree in political science, I got um, I got into the master of public administration program at Texas A and M. Uh, with the idea of, of uh, and an interest in studying local government, um, the idea of ultimately being a city manager someday and going down that track. And um, um, when I got into that program, the um, uh, head of the program at the time knew, knew what my interest was, was in local government, and he was able to um, uh, help me get an internship uh, here at the city um, in, in the um, budget office uh, in the finance department um, as a, a budget intern back in, oh, I guess that was in October of 1989. Okay. And so I interned with the city for, oh, from that time, October of 89, up until um, I was able to get a full-time position in June of 91. So do you remember... 
at that time finding some things that really hooked you like oh man that is extremely interesting some things that really drew you in well you know actually i'll go back to the to to, to the lifeguard days because actually those are the ones that that made the first uh, some of the first impressions on me uh, uh vera solis um who's the um, pools um, uh, supervisor out there, um, actually hired me. No kidding. Um, as, 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 a, as a lifeguard. And, and just what, what I remember working there, the, the, especially that, that first summer, is, is um, okay, okay, this is a summer lifeguard job. And, and I knew from my past experiences kind of, kind of how that worked and all. But this was a professional um, um, organization. Um, you, you had definite training that, that that you had to do and you, you had there were definite expectations that were set and 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 customer service was a was a key top priority and, and those things made a real real impact on me and it it it, it um, um you know showed me that that i think i, I was working for a, a really a, a top-notch special type of an organization okay i'm going to interrupt things here to sort of fast forward through jeff's storied career with the city After the internship, he stuck around this place longer than most young people do. He ended up graduating with his master's degree in May of 1991, and then a month later he got married. And then a week after that, he snagged a full-time position with the city, and he dove right into the budget planning process. Jeff spent a couple of years as an analyst, he moved to the city manager's office in 1993, and then right back to the budget office. He was promoted to finance director in 2004, and he's basically been running the second floor of City Hall ever since. He was also bumped up to assistant city manager just a couple of years ago by city manager Kelly Templin. Okay, back to the interview. I think it's interesting that your time here has spanned a number of city councils and a lot of city council members, and, and each council brings a little different approach as perhaps different priorities and different things that uh, they would like to accomplish a little more of this a little less of this and so on and so forth and you have to sort of find a way to make those things happen how difficult is that for you going from budget year to budget year and council to council to to make it all work well i mean ultimately the you know what 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 i always keep in mind is the, the the city council members in, in the city council as a whole, they're, they're the ones who make the policy decisions. They're the ones who decide what direction that, that, the, that, that they want the organization to go. And, and it's our job as the, the, the city staff to provide them um, options on, on how, they can, how they can do that and how they can accomplish it. And um, in, in, in my mind, the, 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 I think for the most part, every single um, council is, is looking to do to go out and do what's best ultimately for the the city of College Station for the citizens of College Station, and um, and some years they, they they may take a different tack than, than than in other years, and they may have different priorities. and And, and it's our job again as the as a staff and my job in, in my role to provide the best financial information that I possibly can for them to to make those decisions. Um, um, and, and it's in, interesting because uh, each each council is a, is a little bit different in terms of what they think is important and, and what their priorities are. And it's, um, again, sometimes trying to figure out, okay, if this is where we want to go, how can we, uh, how can we do that given, you know, g- given the limitations we may have on, on resources and, and ability to, to get some of these things done? 
I remember a, a few years ago when uh, David Neely was the city manager, and, and there were some challenges that the council at the time uh, were throwing at you and throwing at him and, and the way certain things were funded and fund transfers and, and so forth. And I remember him using the phrase, uh, Jeff Kirsten has been asked to pull another rabbit out of the hat. He used that term a few times, pulling a rabbit out of the hat, because it, it was it was challenging to accomplish those priorities, uh, but do so in a different way. You feel like that? You feel like you're having to do a little magic now and then? Well, you know, we, 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 we kind of joke about, um, you know, that, that I'll go up in my office, close the blinds, shut the door, turn the lights off, and get, get the old um, um, crystal eight ball out or whatever and, and, and try to, you know, try, try to figure out where we think um, – sales tax is going to be or what we think property values are going to be or is the state legislature going to do things that are going to impact our ability to, 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 to potentially do different things or, or what, what are going to be the factors that, that, that impact us. Um, again, like I said, I, I really believe my job is to, you know, take the direction that the, the council and then through the council the city manager wants to go with, with things. and. And, and provide different options on, on, on how to do those things. Um, um, and, uh, you know, sometimes that's, you know, maybe trying to be creative or or look at things a little bit differently than, than maybe we have uh, previously on, on, on how we do things. And, and it can be challenging, and uh, we, I think we've been fortunate. We've, for the most part, had a, a, a growing community, um, for the most part, a, a, a growing economy uh, as compared to, to, to many organizations. So we, we've had some, some flexibility in what, we're, in what we're able to do that maybe some other communities uh, may not have. What, what are some of the biggest myths about College Station's finances and budgeting? I would have to think it's that we're just flush with cash, rich city, uh, and that sort of thing, and that, that money's not an issue is that is that the biggest myth that you seem to encounter it 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 probably is Uh, you you know again we we have we certainly have limited resources we we again we certainly are a a fortunate community in in many ways but but we do still have limited resources Uh, we have a lot of demands on our um on 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 those resources uh again whether it's uh, providing public uh public safety uh whether it's uh, taking care of the roads um uh, you know, as we continue to grow and we continue to see um, Texas A&M University grow, that that becomes more of a challenge for us, um, um, because you know, uh, you know, again, we we see more people coming to town, we see more businesses that that open, and all, all those are good things and and, and and positive things without a doubt, but they also provide some some strain on on the organization. We're also beginning to become a bit more of an older community than, than maybe we have been and so mm-hmm. that means we're dealing with some older infrastructure type issues and and um uh, you know if you look at certain you know some parts of town you know certainly are you know is as, as as old as, as college station but you know some some areas that, that i think back on when when i came here in the in the mid 80s places like Southwood Valley and such were fairly new at that point, you know, maybe 10, 15 years old in, in, in some areas. And, and, and now they're, you know, 35 uh, years old or so. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're having to, to deal with, with uh, some of the, the infrastructure issues there as well. Yeah. Talk about the, uh, the things that, that you believe are 
coming in the future from the legislature, things that are concerns uh, in terms of how we generate the revenue we need to pay for infrastructure improvements and growth and all those things. We have such a reliance on, on sales tax revenues, obviously on, on property revenues as well, but are there some things coming or you think are coming that could make things a little difficult? Well, um, there very well could be some uh, things on, on uh, whether it's on revenue caps or um, um, property tax uh, uh, appraisal caps or those sorts of things certainly have the potential to, to, to um, limit what what some of the uh, what, what what some of our revenue streams are and and again if those things ultimately come to pass then, then it's going to provide more challenges for us to be able to um, to uh, 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 take care of things and changes in annexation laws and, and those sorts of things could, could potentially also have an impact on on, on, on our ability to um, um, manage growth and to uh, also be able to help uh, pay for growth um, uh, that, 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 that um, is going to be that is going to come. Hey, I appreciate you sitting down with me. Absolutely. There you go. All the way from Donna, Texas, that's Assistant City Manager Jeff Kirsten, who is now knee-deep preparing for the fiscal year 2017 budget process. Well, his whole staff is, really. So, thanks to Jeff. And apologies, man, I did not mean to take two months to do this and to get the podcast out there. But thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day. I'm Jay Sokol.